I believe a cabal of secret societies has controlled the world for 200 plus years, and we get to be alive at a time to see it fall. I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots can have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. This is Rick, your host, and I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. Join us now for the Blessed Teach Show, and let's see what God is doing today. This is Rick here on, wow, what are we in between Christmas on the 27th of 2023, Wednesday, December 27th. We're going to be getting into 107 live here at the bottom of the hour. Um, we're going to be talking about Trump's win in Michigan with the Supreme Court there, uh, prophecy review, and much more. So let's get rolling here on this Wednesday. Um, wanted to start out with the Michigan Supreme Court rules to keep Trump on the 2024 ballot. The Michigan Supreme Court handed a victory to the former president um, here the, when it talked about taking him off the ballot. But this is like one of 23. Every one of these is a battle. Obviously, um, we had the, the loss at the Supreme Court for um, Colorado. But again, I think it's a win. All these are wins and waking up the people to what this government has really done and what the what the deep state has really done to take over or capture the operation, as one would call it, right? The Michigan Supreme Court has rejected an attempt to remove former President Donald Trump from the 2024 ballot based on reading of the insurrection clause within the U.S. Constitution of the 14th Amendment. So this is, gives more ammunition for the Supreme Court to overrule what Colorado did. The ruling in an order posted on December 27th, which is today, starkly contrasts with the decision handed down Last week with the Colorado Supreme Court that disqualified the former president from serving as president and removed him from the Colorado primary ballot, a 4-3 majority of judges argued he was linked to the January 6, 2020 Capitol breach. Now, however, some analysts have suggested that the U.S. Supreme Court would overturn the Colorado court ruling as he hasn't been charged with either rebelling or insurrection of in any jurisdiction. By the way, the insurrection hasn't even been charged on any of the January 6th people. It's all these other crimes they've used in just a very weaponization way on the J6 uh, Colorado. I mean, J J J6 uh, defendants. It's just crazy what they've done to them. According to Michigan court brief order, it denied an appeal against former president because it was not persuaded that the questions presented should be reviewed by the court. The court appeared to reject the appeal on procedural grounds and didn't address questions about whether President Trump engaged in insurrection or whether the Constitution 14th Amendment Section 3 applies. The order from Michigan Supreme Court wasn't signed and no vote count was released. 
there was only one dissenter Democrat nominee, Justice Elizabeth Welch. But with the ruling due to the 2024 election timeline, it allows President Trump to remain on the ballot, a key battleground straight uh, state. Several recent polls have shown that the former president is leading Joe Biden in Michigan. So again, um, good news coming out of Michigan today. And there's some things uh, also that uh, President Trump and other articles coming out, and we'll get into Trump's truths here in a second. Here's Colorado Supreme Court repeatedly quotes Trump out of context to ban people from voting for him. So even though Donald Trump is now the nation's front runner, right, we know that, um, this talked about uh, just the misquotes here, so we'll, we'll use some of them right here. It says, very different rules. In their decision, the majority of the judges asserted that Trump told his supporters on January 6th that they, that they were allowed to go by very different rules and that those words were intended to produce imminent lawless action. <laughs> Give me a break. He said, peacefully and patriotically go protest, right? The judges repeat the phrase, very different rules, four different times, but they never reveal the words that immediately follow. The, that These prove that Trump was not talking about his supporters, as the judges allege, but Mike Pence per the transaction of Trump's speech. Those words refer to Trump's call for Pence to send the electors back to the states to recertify, as Trump said in the same speech. So uh, again, this goes on and on about um, when, when, when he said fight like H.E. Double Toothpick, when he talked about to the Capitol. So they literally quote um, him three, four times here, completely incorrectly, out of context. Near the end of the ruling, the Colorado Supreme Court adjudicates whether Trump intended to produce violent or lawless action. Then they cram all of their out-of-context quotes into a single sentence, which asserts that Trump urged his supporters to go to the Capitol, fight like H.E. Double Toothpick, and go by very different rules. Um, in reality, the full context of Trump's words show that he told his supporters to go to the Capitol peacefully and patriotically, fight like H.E. Double Toothpick, politically and verbally, Encourage Mike Pence and Congress to follow the very different rules that federal law specific, specified for cases of potential election fraud. So again, very good article showing. I'll blow that up. I should have blown up that bigger for you guys. Sorry about that. I love I love doing that because uh, it allows everybody to see this better. But here's uh, here's the conclusion right here of the three items. Again, all this will be in the show notes, so you have a summary of the show as well as. Um, all the links to every show I have, just make sure you're signing up for those are absolutely free at blessedteach.com. That's blessed with the number two teach.com. You'll see it right down there in the lower third. Make sure you have the two versus the T-O in there. All right. And now Trump's replying to that. He says, the Michigan Supreme Court has strongly and rightfully denied the desperate Democrat attempt to take the leading candidate in the 2024 presidential election, me, off the ballot in the great state of Michigan. The pathetic gambit to rig the election has failed all across the country, including in states that have historically leaned heavily toward Democrats. Colorado is the only state to have fallen prey to the scheme. That 4-3 Colorado Supreme Court decision, which they themselves stayed, thus keeping me on the ballot as we go up to the U.S. Supreme Court, is being ridiculed and mocked all over the world. We have to prevent the 2024 election from being rigged and stolen like they stole 2020. I just love how he's being so blunt. (laughs) 
he's uh, he's being so blunt about this uh, stolen 2020 election and 2020 is not over yet as 107 talks about all the time he's a shirts that you can buy in hats and everything that say 2020 is not over yet right and uh, we'll be talking to Juan here at the bottom of the hour just look at the complete mess we have as a result with crooked Joe Biden violently destroying everything in his sight from our once great economy to our once fair justice system. We have to save our country from decline and the radical left make America great again. So that's one of Trump's truths as we go forward. Again, I just, I'd love to do this. If you just go to, just to show you guys how to do this, if you go to Truth Social, you can f- link just on Trump, right? And show only his tweets. And, and I love how they have this these little followings here. So the ones that you're, you're, you uh, read most, will actually show up here for you. So I can just click Trump real quick and boom, I can see all his drops, right, of what he's saying. The battleground state of Georgia may be toughest challenge for Biden against Trump. You know, and um, I think you saw that Roethlisberger is a, the criminal that he is, won't even testify to defend his decision to use the Dominion voting machines in Georgia. So it's pretty crazy when you really get down to it. The people want someone back in office who will put America first. President Trump will be our nominee, and I think he can get his, this country back on the right track. Thank you, Dorothy. And so you see uh, this more and more popularity coming in, 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 in the Trump camp. And this was his role. And I talk, I talk to people about this all the time. Why didn't Trump talk to the truth about vaccines? That wasn't his role. His role is to be popular. Why doesn't Trump talk to the truth and fight the dominion right more heavily and directly well that's not his role um that his role is to tell us the truth about the evil democratic empire and the right left paradigm right that's his role he's staying in the right left paradigm right now um, and trying to expose all the rhinos and become popular that's his role it's not to tell you the truth about everything Right, that's our job <laughs> as anons, as digital soldiers. Right, those that, that that's uh, what we have to do here. So Trump leads Biden in seven swing states now. Um, as you as you see, the the, the 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 trend is going well on everything, and this is what has them in a panic, and why they're going to have to switch out from Kamala and Biden because they know they can't beat Trump. They don't have enough. Uh, they have to match all these fraudulent ballots and switching votes and everything back to actual voters. With that's why they have so many fraudulent voter rolls, right? That's why they have to do all the the mules, you know, the two thousand mules that we saw. All this has to happen in order to for these voting machine fraud to happen. And now, now everybody is has their eyes on that. It makes it extremely difficult. But it is this sad. You can see that cabal holding on tight. To not letting Dominion and Smartmatic and Sakia and all the derivatives of the of of all that being being exposed, and so that's going to be really interesting as we move forward in uh, seeing that eventually get exposed. Wally, what a truck! What an artist! Thank you. We will make America great again. So this is a whole little thirty-second video. This awesome truck with awesome art on it. Turn off the sound because you don't need it for this, but it just shows. This, uh, you can see this beautiful um, painting, this all around. Um, Trump, make America great again, 2024. These are the type of things that Trump posts on here. He's doing a great job just letting people know. And this even talks about where he was on Home Alone where he, in, in that area. Now one, somebody from Hollywood saying he's bowled himself into the, the, the meeting, even when, I mean, into the movie, which was just the opposite 
where he was very busy and they don't, and and uh, and and they asked him and and were persistent in asking him. Here's Trump Democrats helping destroy Obama coalition of black people, Hispanics, and youth. Whole article about people are waking up um, to the fact that Biden is a puppet president, right? That is exactly what's happening. So anyway, I just want to make sure you can go through Trump's truce here. So the last one I wanted to read here is Crooked Joe Biden, Aaron Boy, Deranged Jack Smith is obsessed with attacking your favorite president, me, and with interfering in the 2024 president election, which I am dominating. Deranged Jack is so viciously and desperately angry that the Supreme Court just unanimously rejected his failing attempt to rush his witch hunt that he is ignoring the law and clear instruction from D.C. court that this case should be stayed and that there cannot be any more filings. Today's pathetic motion is not just illegal, and this is exactly what, uh, they're not going to stop, right? They, they, they will continue to go around the Constitution to attack this. But he says, today's pathetic motion is not just illegal, it's also another unconstitutional attempt to take away my First Amendment rights and to prevent me from saying the truth that all of these hoaxes are nothing but a political persecution of me, the MAGA movement, the Republican Party, by Crooked Joe and his despicable thugs. <laughs> the radical left communists, Marxists, and fascists are petrified of me speaking the truth because the American people don't want them destroying our country. Make America great again. He ends also. So, so again, I follow him on, tr on Truth Social, and uh, you can just look through his deals and, get, and always get just a great... A review of what he's up to. Um, hey, this this episode is all is, is um, sponsored by Numi again, and it's spelled N-E-U-M-I. And you'll see a link down below in the video. This stuff's phenomenal, guys. From when it comes to really your health, uh, your skin as well as uh, glutathione. So this is uses a Hydrosat TM, which is allows you to actually deliver things and and not through the digestive system and much quicker. And it, it works extremely well. If you look at glutathione, um, you'll see that there's 165,000 studies in PubMed compared to this. I mean, compared with vitamin C, which has 69,000 studies. This is how important glutathione is the master antioxidant. So you basically just put this little bit, little bit of this in your mouth and you swish it around and it absorbs extremely well. And that is what makes this so unique. Remember when this was the best delivery method for music? Remember when this was the best delivery method for supplements? Every industry evolves and improves with new breakthroughs in science and technology. Here at Numi, we've used a proprietary technology to solve an issue that's been around since nutritional supplementation began, the problem of absorption. And that's what I'm just going to show you. This, this absorbs because they've been able to go down into tiny, small points. That's why technology, could, some, some of this, this smaller technology, nano quantum, can be used. Now, all technology can be bad, but the, but the, you can use this for extremely good stuff, especially when it comes to absorption. So you want to absorb and get the glutathione you need in you. Um, if again, it detoxifies your body cells, it also reclassifies itself and increases the effectiveness of other antioxidants. So I really, uh, I love this stuff. So, um, and my wife had glutathione that I had to drink through the gut, right? And it was not nearly as effective. Now this actually absorbs uh, extremely fast and they also have something for that same using that same technology um, which my wife completely loves is the skin meet new Amy and this is the new new Amy skin so uh, go see the link down below you guys really love both the glutathione 
as well as the, the skin, the Numi skin, uh, using this new technique to actually absorb way better than any than, than, than we've been able, been able to see. You guys will enjoy it. Here's Argentina president. Malay is off over 5,000 government workers. These cuts have already been protested in the country. So this is awesome. This new Argentina president, Javier, um, announced Tuesday that the government will not renew the contract of over 5,000 employees that were hired in 2023 before he was sworn in. The goal is to start the road to building our country, return freedom and autonomy to individuals, and start to transform the enormous amount of regulations that have blocked, stalled, and stopped economic growth. This is what Trump's going to do when he gets in, I believe. He's going to decimate the, 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 the swamp and the deep state. Um, how he gets in, I think, is going to be a surprise and unprecedented. And it's going to be a movement of the Lord versus an election. Or it's going to be a special election um, that I believe the military will run. Because I believe that they will, cannot let the normal election happen. And they will try a stunt. I think they're going to try to flip out Biden and Harris for probably um, Michelle or Gavin Newsom. It's going to be extremely interesting. Maybe both of them as president, vice president. It's going to be real interesting to see what this happens. But he also cut down the number of ministries from 18 to 9, and the ministries of cut or consolidate included dealing with social development, education, women, gender, diversity, all the woke stuff. He's killing the woke thing. He's, he's actually attacking the central banks as well. And this is going to be, we just need to pray for him that he stays alive, right? Because uh, normally what, when somebody does this, it means assassination at the top of everything. So we need to be praying for all the patriots worldwide that are fighting this global cabal. Here we see in this global cabal are largely in power because of not only the voting machines, but also the mockingbird media, like Chris Matthews, who calls rural Americans terrorists. Since they're just like terrorists, former MC host Chris Matthews said that dealing with angry rural Americans is similar to dealing with terrorists. During an appearance on Morning Joe, uh, Matthews emphasized the importance of anger and mobilizing voters in elections. He claims that rural Americans have a deep-seated anger toward liberal elites, comparing such anger to terrorists in Afghanistan and Iraq. That is how desperate these guys are getting. <laughs> I don't think those are that's going to work real well for them. CIA sued over COVID records after allegations of monetary incentives paid to change findings. So this is part of our law fair coming back at them, right? Is is really understanding what really happened with COVID? Um, really, what happened? How was the CIA involved in this? And what uh, what they actually did? So uh, just, just the fact that we have all these government organizations is amazing to me. Um, but the Heritage Foundation linked group is suing the CIA over records of its investigation of COVID-19 after a whistleblower said analysts were paid to change their conclusions. The oversight project, a government watchdog launched in the Heritage Foundation, filed a Freedom of Information Act, the FOIA, lawsuit against the CIA last week. The lawsuit seeks to compel the agency to produce records of investigation into the origins of COVID-19 according to the copy of the suit. This is the action of the Freedom Act. It's going to be interesting to see how this, this, this puts, but the oversight uh, project began seeking CIA records after the whistleblower testified to Congress that the agency offered payment to its analysts to change their findings about the origin. CIA's official finding about the origin and the illness are inconclusive. Of course, they can't, can't find anything. And by the way, I had lunch with um, Dr. Arvis. He's going to be coming on the show here soon. 
and boy, he has got some bombshells to launch at the medical cartel, which is another, you know, the Mockingbird Media and the medical cartel and this Rockefeller banking system. This is all um, being exposed in a huge way, and it's quite exciting to see um, that happen. Here you see Iran and Hamas argue over credit for October 7th terror attacks. Again, complete crimes against humanity. If you really look at what, what happened there, um, women, children, um, babies, um, elderly, completely um, not only not only killed and, and, and kidnapped, but also tortured. Almost all of them are tortured. Looking to wash blood away with blood, Hamas continued to insist on the October 7th attack is only a Palestinian resistance against Israel, while others are, by, 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 by Iran's trying to say, oh, it's, it's because of what Trump did with so money. Um, so that is a interesting little arguments that are happening between you know, these terrorist organizations. It's natural for Hamas to deny any linkage here to avoid giving Israel more reasons to continue its military mission against the terror group. And this is uh, the Iranian guys talking about. Um, so Ar Iran has been looking to wash blood away with blood since the killing of Soleimani, whose anniversary is near, and it hopes to hype Tablo explained, it should come as no surprise that the world's foremost state sponsor of terrorism would seek to use terror when responding to the loss of their chief terror mastermind. And I think you know there's another, that um, Israel actually assassinated a, 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 a key figure in Iran last week. So this is, this is getting to the point where um, World War III that they want to get to is, is potentially imminent. Um, but we're not going to let that happen because we are going to. We are going to. God is in control, and we have the power of of, of Jesus in us, right? And in, in our tongues, and actually, it's the power. The power and authority He's given us in Christ is exactly what we need to be using to call down World War Three, and see exactly what happens here. Um, hey, also, also this curate. Um, is, is some awesome oil. I think you know it has frankincense and myrrh in it. Those are two gifts that Jesus got. The reason why that works so well, it's, if you just do any research on frankincense and myrrh, you'll see its healing properties are awesome. And they've been able to basically capture the smoke, uh, with the oil from the smoke when they burn the frankincense and myrrh and infuse it into, in, into anointing oil. So you get anointing and healing oil all in the same uh, in the, in the same same bottle. So it's really awesome. I love it. This is my oil of Elijah right here, right, Oil of Elijah. You can get it at cureitnow.com. That's K-U-R-E-itnow.com. There's also a link down below in the video. I, I think you guys will really enjoy this. This is what Carrie Madej uses, um, when, and, and it had some tremendous effects, uh, I mean, uh, uh, success with this for both um, healing and, and it's just that, well, if you're gonna if you're gonna anoint somebody, why not put on something really healthy, right? <laughs> so that's what one, thing, one reason I love, love this product. And again, uh, you can find all that at the, on the store at blessedteach.com. All the things that we we recommend here from a perspective of health, natural health, right, as well as patriot-oriented companies. All right, and so we are gonna we're gonna be waiting on Juan to be coming on, and uh, Juan often is not on time, so we if, if if he's not able to to be here. So I see Juan. Look at him! Wow, he is actually early. I'm impressed. Um, it's so awesome. It looks like he's on the road right now. Uh, Juan, do you have a good connection there? See, he's still muted right now. So when we, when we, when he's able to unmute, we'll we'll move right over to him. I was going to go over through a prophetic review, but we'll, we'll get more time from Juan. There we go. 
All right, gotcha. Uh, so, um, <laughs> Prophet Timothy Dixon did not show up, so you're not that. I'll, I'll get that fixed here in a second. But this is 107. Uh, so, 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 Wanda, where are you traveling to nowadays? <laughs> oh, I'm actually out here in the islands. Uh, uh, I've been traveling pretty heavily all year, and then uh, Jennifer and I came here for the holidays. You know, I was in Africa last week, and yeah. Um, uh, so we we came over. We had planned this for quite a long time. In fact, I, I've actually been here three times. I, I spent a lot of time over here over the years, uh, uh, living over here, and had had several places here. So there's my alarm clock for you. Uh, awesome. Well, that's great. We really appreciate you taking. It. I know we misconnected. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There we go. I. I, my alarm clock went off for my meeting with you. <laughs> I love it. I love Alusia? it. No, oh, I've got oh, you still. So there we go. All right. Yeah, my alarm clock went off because you. So yeah. anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I would love to just kind of uh, dig in and up to get your updates uh, from a biblical perspective on uh, what's going on here. Um, you always do such a great job at that. And so I didn't know if there's something that you wanted to share that was on your heart right now before we dig into anything else. Uh, I mean, probably a lot of it, it's some level a little bit repetitive for a lot of of our crowd because at that time of the year where um, uh, we're at the clue of 2023, I said this was the year of the whistleblower, and now we're where it is uh, justice and uh you know, justice isn't necessarily that people are going away for life or something like that. It's also about the fact that they're apprehended in what they're doing and the process begins. So there's some kind of uh, justice that's coming that's kind of here and uh, uh, starting to see that the you know first shots across the bow, people actually being stopped in the course of what they're doing and uh, uh, taken into custody and the process beginning for for uh, uh, justice for those that are, you know, been involved in all these horrors uh, against not just America, but across the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I tell you what, with, with the whole, we, we were talking, I know, live in uh, Miami for a little bit about Israel. And you're talking about, hey, what Israel are you talking about? Yeah, you're talking about the Israel from the biblical Israel versus uh, the Rothschild Israel versus all the people that uh, obviously felt called to go back there. That's kind of a controversial to to topic within the Christian community. Just want to kind of get your perspective on um, October 7th, the response, um, you know, Q's discussion of Israel is last. Um, would you mind talking a little bit about your, your thoughts on Israel? Well, um, let me just say this. One of the interesting things uh, while I was in Uganda was how pervasive uh, the churches in Uganda are praying for Israel mm -hmm. and uh, for the uh, stability there because it affects the whole region mm -hmm. um, and their concerns for uh, the people of Israel. And... Uh, uh, you know, the country is 85% uh, identifies as Christian. 
and uh, they see that as a a uh, gauge for how East Africa is going to go, uh, how stable or unstable things are in the, in, in Israel. Um, but that really goes to the whole world. Uh, how stable or unstable are things are in the Mideast uh, related to Israel does affect the whole world. And um, as unstable as things were, for example, in, let's say, the uh, Ukraine, um, that hasn't really, even though we have all sorts of political instability and the criminality that has been pervasive through Ukraine, um, uh, with the crime families, the political crime families, and the way that that money has flowed to come back and affect things here uh, in the mainland U.S., um, it still hasn't gone to the same levels as maybe what would happen in the Mideast and the concern about war, price of uh, energy, um, free flow of energy to the world, because, of course, if you affect the flow of energy to the world, then you affect productivity. You know, the world turns on energy. Energy makes the world go round. So if you have hiccups in the flow of oil and gas, uh, you can talk about electricity, you can talk about wind power, you can talk about all these other things. But for the moment, industry, um, heating, uh, vehicles in mass, uh, the shipping, aircraft, everything runs on energy. And if the price goes beyond a certain point price-wise uh, up, then productivity starts to go down, uh, health goes down, and the crops don't get uh, planted because it just isn't cost-effective anymore. And so uh, stability in the Mideast um, becomes a big deal. And of course, even though the, the stuff is happening in Israel, there's repercussions. You know, now you have some of the oil shipping and Iran uh, grabbing somebody's tanker says it violated their zone and all that. It's becoming a bit of a free-for-all. And uh, it's not horrible yet. And the price of energy isn't ridiculous. It went from, uh, you know, low 70s, dropped down into the high 60s, now it's up into the mid-70s uh, for the benchmark, which is West Texas Intermediate. Um, but uh, that could change on the dime. And when you have a fragile economy, like with the dollar, uh, that is very sensitive to energy prices because the dollar is based on energy at this point in time, not on, on oil, which isn't wrong, by the way. A lot of people, oh, it's not on gold, it's not on gold. Um, actually, if you go through the logic, I've talked about this before, um, oil is actually not a bad uh, thing to back your your currency on we just don't want it backed on foreign oil mid-east oil we'd rather have it backed on u.s oil that's why trump has said when he gets back uh you know drill baby drill we're gonna get our own energy um this mischief to cause us to turn off the spigot on something that we have lots and lots and lots of is misguided and uh it's run by globalista that want us to essentially uh, starve ourselves to death over, you know, legalese. So we're not going to fall for that crap. And uh, that's part of what's going to happen moving forward with America.
as Trump comes back. Yeah, Trump drill, baby, drill, right? <laughs> That's we, we hear that we hear that quite quite a bit. Well, and, and let me come. Back. I didn't want to. I don't want to dance around the Israel thing too much. I wanted to. I, I, I was just mm-hmm. trying to give you kind of a broader, right. you know, look at the dartboard, if you will. Um, Israel is uh, in a sensitive spot. You had these attempts go back uh, over the last several decades, and there's been this ongoing attempt to get us into some kind of broader war in the Mideast. Uh, Libya, for example, uh, on the uh, 11th anniversary, not the 10th, the 11th anniversary of 9-11, we knew there was drama afoot, and uh, behind the scenes, many of us were talking about it for months and months and months in advance. We just saw it as erupting from uh, Egypt initially, not Tunisia. We knew there was something coming. And it was Tunisia, then into uh, Libya, then into um, Egypt. Uh, and uh, so we got sneaked uh, a little bit there. But we knew where it was headed uh, with this Arab Spring thing that was being planned. Uh, when the, you know, when that happened, and I had to actually. Um, been explaining this behind the scenes to some of the hosts and, and people and you know that in media that uh, it was actually about a gun running operation uh, going into um, uh, Libya I mean to uh, Lebanon Jordan and Turkey and they were setting up at these UN uh, sites uh, these uh, things on the borders uh, literally uh, storing up the guns and weapons for a civil war in Syria that was really being pushed by outsiders not by people uh, inside Syria so much and uh, uh, to try to split Syria into several pieces and then be able to run pipelines across Syria from Saudi Arabia up into Europe to be the gas supplier to Europe uh, oil and gas. Um, that was in preparation also to shut down the oil pipelines coming out of Russia to counter that with the Nord Stream and, and things like that. And of course, that's why the Nord Stream had to be blown up. Um, that's part of what was behind the whole Ukraine thing is to, to make it so that Russia couldn't be the oil and gas supplier to Europe uh, for the next 50 or 100 years. And um, then you look at what happened with Syria, it was the same thing Then the other side didn't want Syria to be the pathway for oil out of Saudi Arabia to Europe uh, with pipelines across Saudi Ar- or, uh, Syria. Um, the weapons being brought through Syria, including uh, all the missile parts from Iran and uh, especially into uh, Lebanon um, from Iran, uh, that's been going on massively for you know almost two decades, and in fact, the uh, blast in Beirut. People forget about this stuff. That blast in Beirut, which was unbelievable, like having an atomic bomb go off. That was a rocket fuel manufacturing uh, facility that was at the um, uh, down in the uh, dock area where they had this huge amount of 
what otherwise you know, we use for fertilizer um, that had been stored there, and it was the it was being uh, used uh, refined in an underground facility there into rocket fuel because all those rockets that come over from Lebanon they don't have any fuel in them, so they were manufacturing the fuel uh, there in that location. And when that blew up, it blew up not just the manufacturing facility that was underground there, but the dock area where all of the uh, uh, fertilizer was stored in that huge blast. And so you see there's a soft and a hard blast there. It had to do with how the material blew up. And um, uh, the point of that being, that was all aimed at Israel. Now... uh, that didn't work. Uh, they didn't get uh, the disruption they wanted there with Israel, um, you know, with uh, things happening in Syria and things like that. Now they're being more direct in the attack. And, of course, it was initiated by Iran. Iran admitted that they were uh, pushing those players. Um, is this pincer movement uh, from the north and the south in Israel? And uh, if the... Uh, um, you know, they, it'll probably be from all sides here shortly. Um, as that happens, the U.S. is forced into a position, do we let Israel go under the attack or do we assist them with supplies, weapons, etc.? Well, thus far, the plan has been to give them the assistance, bring in the uh, uh, carriers and the support uh, stuff, and become part of that conflict. And uh, once you get our military in, it's very hard to disengage and get them back out. And so now we don't just have a pipeline directly to the Israeli military, but we also have a, a, a pipeline of our own military and their separate pipeline. We're not, you know, it's one thing to assist an ally to fight their own battle. It's another thing to bring your own military in and have your own military, you know, using its own resources to fight that, you know, battle or engage in that battle. And we've been become by degrees more and more involved. I mean, that's, you know, think of uh, Vietnam. Our advisors were there first. And the next thing you know, we're all in ourselves. And that's the question. Is that what's going to happen with Israel? And uh, uh, unfortunately, um, that will probably continue to build out during all of 2024 that uh, that as long as this administration's in power, they will do what they do. It looks like it's strong to assist Israel and show the flag and get the fleet there. But at the end of the day, we're actually very weak and it's a soft position and uh it's mealy mouth the way that we articulate it and this administration's articulating it and therefore it invites uh further trouble and problems because we're we're coming in half ass and just painting targets on a lot of our uh equipment people as though then we could backfill with really big stuff if anybody does anything as in, in a tripwire kind of a sense and uh, it's tripwires with vessels with hundreds and, and even thousands and thousands of personnel on them in an area where there's some really nasty stuff. 
So anyway, it's, it's kind of a half answer. Uh, how it's going to play out exactly, um, only God knows. But it's a precarious situation to be in, and we're now in harm's way, much more so than I think most Americans fully grasp at that location. Right. So a lot of I uh, have just a bunch of questions coming in. I thought we'd hit maybe a few of them. One, and uh, what one of them is is BB good or bad? Um, you know, I'm I'm hesitant to answer that because I think it's a more complex question than just a yes or no, black or white. Um, I agree. <laughs> Because the, pro- the, pro- the prophets are talking good a, about him, right? <laughs> the prophets. <laughs> but go ahead. Well, uh, uh, there's, you know, uh, I've known some people that were in very high positions of power at different times who felt that they were holding back something worse. They were doing almost a ministry and they are constrained by circumstances to have to operate within a certain realm, but they wouldn't go further than that. Um, Kennedy, as president, uh, believed that he was the person with his finger in the dike against nuclear war. Um, Johnson, when he was in power and then out of power, after his presidency was over, he grew a ponytail, smoked joints, uh, you know, literally was going mad. And uh, there are those around him that make the case that it was the fact uh, that he was set up and he was going to be the one to lead a nuclear attack on China with the uh, sinking of K-129. When uh, and, and I've talked about this extensively, uh, a Russian sub that was hijacked, um, forces internal, tied to Globalista, who wanted to launch a, launch a nuke on Pearl Harbor, uh, 3-11 of 68. And Johnson, uh, and, and an important number, by the way, uh, they love to put their fingerprints on stuff just after midnight. Uh, Johnson realized uh, with what was done in, in uh, going out uh, locating this uh, sub and the condition it was in he after being briefed on everything there within a few days he withdrew his name uh, from the nomination and uh, did not choose to run for uh, a second term and the reason for that was because he realized how close he'd come uh, to being the guy that killed millions and millions. And that was Kennedy's concern, which he had uh, blown off. It was in cahoots. He was he was working with um, the military-industrial complex that Eisenhower warned about. And behind the scenes, uh, you know, Eisenhower, after Kennedy's assassination, was just shocked. Truman was just shocked that something nefarious had happened with organizations that they you know had you know rubbed shoulders with been in charge of had some authority over and they'd gone you know wild and uh uh then lbj being you know nearly set up to start world war three it drove him mad 
um, when Nixon got into power, that was part of the whole point with Nixon was that uh, he saw himself in a position to avert something that could, you know, also kill millions and millions and millions. And so there was tough decisions because the chessboard is the chessboard that you got when you came into power. And so with all of that in mind, um, you know, Netanyahu, a lot of the energy that's in, you know, that's going, it may look like uh, because he's been there for a long time, it's all in his control. Uh, And um, he's the beneficiary of getting to be in that elevated position. But uh, even, even whatever circumstances you come into power with, uh, you know, you may have an objective as you get there and things that you want to do, but pretty quickly you realize there's so much energy, so many dynamics in play as you take control of the uh, ship that are outside your control. And you're managing something that um, in the current of time, uh, you're making best choices, not perfect choices. Uh, With that in mind, Mm -hmm. um, without divine assistance, without divine interaction, uh, you know, you can make a wrong decision that has horrible, horrible consequences. If I was going to have a critique of any of these leaders in these critical positions, the question is how verbose are they in helping the people to realize there has to be divine assistance, that the complexities of the situations that they find themselves in have a component that is outside the physical realm, good versus evil, Satan versus uh, God and his children, uh, spirit of destruction, uh, murder, um, theft versus uh, truth, light, life, building, etc. And so if you're not acknowledging God in your decisions, then you're um, denying the people, you know, that leadership that they need. Uh, concerning October 7th, um, I don't think there's any arguing that there was plenty of indicators something was afoot and that uh, good guys from adjacent countries had made very clear that they had um, information something horrible was coming and then inside israel uh there's plenty of people that worked in those exact areas that were totally shocked at the amount of time that elapsed before a response was mounted and that this was completely out of the character of uh you know what uh had happened over time previous uh shock question so with that in mind is there some nefarious goings on there did somebody not get advised correctly uh was it intended to allow it to happen in order to allow other stuff to happen later and i i think that's 
a question that uh, Netanyahu, you know, there's some answers that have to be given. And, uh, you know, when you're in charge, you know, those are the hard questions that you're supposed to be able to address. Yeah, and another, another question is kind of similar is Mike Flynn. There's a lot of uh, chatter about whether he's controlled opposition. Is he really fighting for Trump? Obviously, um, we see him a lot at the Reawaken tour where I travel to and have interviewed him. Um, seems like a guy that's really fighting for us, but uh, I know there's there's several uh, people putting out uh, information that he might uh, might not be have uh, the best interest in mind. I know these are tough questions, but any thoughts on Michael Flynn? Uh, it's not a tough question. The entire family has made sacrifices on behalf of uh, America that are you you cannot challenge them as far as I'm concerned um, and he's been uh, steady in his course uh, I've said before you know he and I don't see um, things uh, in lockstep but that it's not an unhealthy thing uh, he's concerned about um, you know what's going to happen if Trump is unable to make a comeback. In fact, I think there's a strong case to be made that uh, is there a safety net, a backup, if anything goes wrong in the current course of things to uh, return Trump to power in the basis. Um, having a backup mentality is not wrong and shouldn't be interpreted as somehow uh, divisive. Uh, he's out there campaigning for Trump. He campaigned for Trump before he became president. First time around as a Democrat. Because that's how he was raised. He says, yeah. no, the right guy for the job is Trump. Um, yeah. You know, I did uh, uh, several broadcasts back when he was um, uh, looking like he might go to prison for a long time and uh, explaining his history. Uh, and uh, going to bat for him because he's a good guy. The whole family is good guys. Is, you know, two generals in the same family alive at the same time. One of them still actively serving. Uh, and you're going to question most of the people asking those questions have never ever even served. Uh, I was talking with somebody that uh, uh, served directly under Flynn for a very long time the other day and uh, he wanted to go out of his way to make absolutely certain that there was no question that in all of his experience all of his exposure uh, this was somebody that was a true patriot that uh, absolutely bled red white and blue um, that he has been out there having constructive conversations having uh, you know in the legal stuff that we're doing behind the scenes addressing some of these crimes against america that have occurred he's in there as hot and heavy as anybody uh looking at the legal strategies trying to help direct uh, monies and donors to certain things and uh, helping make sure that these uh patriot events uh, happen and go off smoothly and, and trying to assist them being accomplished. Uh, written the book, 5G Warfare with uh, Boone Cutler. Um, doing fantastic work. I think that anybody asking that question, 
needs to look closer to home first. Are you doing anything that even approaches a match to the efforts that he's made before you start second guessing uh, someone doing all of the work, dedicating his life energy uh, to do that? And then um, making uh, frivolous uh, statements concerning uh, loyalty or effort, uh, you know, focus, um, you know, unsubstantiated. Uh, that's just bullshit. And, you know, the one thing I think also is, I think within the audiences, um, it's easy to go out and attack someone because they're out at the forefront, they're visible. So you have somebody that has put himself and his family out at the forefront uh, back before when Trump was just running the first time as a candidate. Um, and it makes it easy. It's an easy, visible target to go after. Uh, a lot of these other people, they're, you know, they're not putting themselves out there at all. And so, but they'll, they'll go attack somebody who is. Uh, I just think that that's thin. And I think the hosts um, should take a little more time to consider who they're giving the time of day to, uh, you know, who's really doing work. You know, there's looking at big projects like media projects and how to um, provide opportunities for people to get the word out, discuss things, uh, you know, uh, where the nation's going, what what choices we have to make, uh, versus just uh, jawing about it and uh, gumming about it. You know, uh, Flynn's activities are much more substantive uh, behind the scenes than people have any real knowledge, um, and I know that firsthand. Mm -hmm. So I, it bothers me that uh, some of these people get as much time as they do. Um, unsubstantiated to just go out and, and attack uh, in silly ways. Uh, it's the same as the attacks that were going on on Trump, and, and then they don't pan out, and these people attacking, attacking, attacking. Uh, are they remembered for all of the um, uh, damage, really, that they're doing to people's personality who have put their life on the line uh, you know, to be there. Flynn gets a very nice retirement. He didn't have to do any of this. Uh, even after he got the pardon from Trump, he didn't back off. Trump pardoned him. He's attacking Trump? No. He, you know, in fact, I, I can just tell you that behind the scenes, they talk on a very regular basis. Mm -hmm. So thinking that Trump somehow is being attacked by Flynn and there's nothing there, that's just flat-ass not true. Yeah, and there's a lot of attacks from Cheney and Matrix, which I was surprised. But one thing that I know just from being at all the uh, about 80% of the Reawaken Tour events is that it seems like everybody has a different role. Like Trump's to remain popular, and it seems like Trump, um, his role right now is to get people involved locally. He's doing a great job at that, and with all those events, he has engaged people to get involved locally. And that's one thing you just can't deny. And why would that would be pretty sophisticated, controlled opposition <laughs> that doesn't pan out very well, right? Um, well, one well thing, I mean, uh, yeah, I will tell you this. Let me just say this: uh, you'll know them by their fruits. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, has, has he been engaged the whole time? Uh, has he, um, been doing real work? Yeah, he's doing real work behind the scenes. And I think a lot of that will be known over time. By the way, you know, people get off on this rant like, you know, he somehow was totally inside to do all sorts of stuff. And Look, he was appointed national security advisor. Within days of being appointed, he was under full-scale attack. And by the way, back when Trump had become uh, president-elect, uh, uh, Hillary had conceded the election. And then on the 17th of November, Admiral Rogers came to uh, Trump Tower and, uh, and went and, and briefed Trump, showed him paperwork, uh, actual conversations that he'd had inside of his gifts. Uh, what was in that paperwork? Um, if you look at the timing of uh, what had transpired, that was when Trump was picking his national security advisor. And by the way, when, when Obama met with Trump in preparation for the handoff, what it, what it was famously uh, discussed. Obama warned Trump not to pick Flynn as his national security advisor. Now, you're in the conservative arena. We understand that Obama's in his, you know, uh, third term or fourth term as president because he was opposing Trump the whole time. Yeah. If Obama was advising against Flynn being Trump's national security advisor, remember, Flynn was a Democrat. Flynn knew all the players. He campaigned for Trump. Trump vetted him, decided, you know what? Uh, he knows where all the monsters are buried. I want him. They attacked Flynn mercilessly. If they didn't want Flynn in there, what were they afraid of? Did he know little details about who the people were that were going to attack Trump? Did he know little details about the connections between people that the National Security Advisor might really want to know to be able to advise Trump correctly about who might be coming after him and what the internals are really like and what the relationships are all about? Who's tied to who? Of course. So Flynn was a real threat to the Obama crowd. Flynn was a real threat to the Brennan crowd. Flynn was a real threat to the Saudi crowd where Brennan was station chief in the Mideast and being briefed on everything, including what was going on up into Ukraine and Iran and uh, Saudi Arabia or uh, uh, Syria and the attack there. Brennan was there during all of that. Who really didn't want Flynn in there advising Trump from the outset and what was uh, why was that attack so intense why did he have to be taken down if he's such a bad guy was Obama doing Trump a favor by trying to protect America and Trump from having Flynn in office if you listen to some of this madness out there attacking Flynn then uh, you know gosh Obama was such a good guy Brennan was was really trying to help America. Hillary was was really trying to help America to take down Flynn and protect Trump. 
and protect America. Oh, yet. <laughs> yeah, we don't believe that. <laughs> That's for sure. Outlaw the stupid bullshit. Stop listening to that kind of madness. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? You have to break out of that. You, it, it, it's, it sounds so reasoned and, and correct and intense and serious. And you just got to believe, 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 believe. What are you talking about? Wake up, fly right. Come on, man. Stop, stop giving ear to, to that kind of madness. This is a patriot family dedicated their life intergenerational to the welfare of America. And all of a sudden, they've lost their way and they're attacking America from the inside out. Seriously? There's families like that. This isn't one of them. And don't buy into that. And don't allow others to to get away with it. And I wouldn't even give it voice. If there's something of substance, okay, let's see it. Okay, let's see it. Yeah, her, his you sister. Have innuendo and accusations. Yeah, his his sister and um, her brother Joe. It's on bullshit my show. at a critical moment yeah. in history. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and and I know that he was a where we go one we go all thing, and that's become real sensitive too, Juan. But while you're all fired up, another question was just about uh, just 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 any any thoughts on kind of Flynn kind of. Looking like he's supporting Q and then, then coming off of it. I think he just has a role, and his role's not that right now, right? His role's to talk about getting people involved locally. No, I, I think what you have to understand here... No, I think I think what you have to understand here is this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not into um, pretend games. He's a very nuts and bolts guy. Uh, and anybody, you can have some aspects of that you can entertain it a little bit, but the question is, within, for example, the Q operations, um, does that have a tangible uh, function that uh, he can nail down, uh, harness, make do something? Is that going to switch the election? Um, the discussion is probably um, a little bit off in that the Q operation was about informing a new generation, getting them to look at the details. Uh, it was aimed at younger people, gamers, who then had a problem to solve, uh, to do the investigation, to find the details, to uh, track down the piece of info, and they did. And that was what the Anon community was all about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the scripture is uh, train up a child in the way that he should go, and he will not depart from it in his old age. And you have an entire generation now that is uh, in the voter realm that was uh, much younger as this started. They have grown up with this this investigative mentality, looking at the details. And in fact, I would even say into this community, what what's the point even of, you know, looking at, for example, someone like Flynn uh, and the people that he associates with? Um, you've had to do that mental gymnastics, that calculation, and think through some of these things. And it's it's healthy um, if if 
you're having a question about uh, who's who and they're and and whether they're good guys or not. Okay, um, you know the scripture is that every man seems right when he uh, first says what he's going to say, but then the other party comes in and gives the counterpoint, and all of a sudden now you have oh. Oh, okay. Well, wait a second. How many, how many in this audience have heard a story or something, and then they get the other side of the conversation, the other side of the story, and then they realize, oh, well, that's why they did this. Well, that was what was going on in the background. Well, now it makes a lot more sense. Uh, with that in mind, um, you know, you really do have to, you know, do a little bit more thinking. You know, why did Johnson not run in '68? Well, it was because of K-129. Did you know about that? Did you understand it? Do you understand what the implications are? Some of that wasn't apparent right at the moment. Why did Flynn, a Democrat, come back from Afghanistan and campaign for Trump? He had a brain in his head. He reconsidered all the people that he was associated with, what they were really about, and what was at stake, and decided Trump was... Uh, the person that he needed to support. Everybody in this audience, you all got to pick a lane. So you get to hear this side says this, that side says something else. Uh, you're going to have to make a choice. And what's that choice? What what decision do you make? What's it based on? And you've got all this data out there. Uh, some of the choices are going to be based on hard facts. Some of it's going to be based on uh, gut instinct and, uh, you know, training you know buy their fruits you will know them and uh you know you're getting a sour taste or you realize no this is this is you know healthy good whatever and you're going to be you know you got to make those choices and sometimes you don't make a choice right away maybe you got to hold and let things play out a little bit and uh, then make a decision um that's what's happening in the broader community here for the country and uh we are all getting to see now several years in how this crew would govern allowed to stay in office how they got here um how they think who they align themselves with what things they want to push or not push uh and uh now you make a choice that was one of the things in uganda there was things being pushed on the people of uganda by this administration that were absolutely at odds with the uh, spiritual revival that is in full, uh, it's a full-blown move of God in East Africa. And they would not have anything to do with certain values and things that are being pushed on them by this administration. That's why they're praying for Trump. Because they believe that uh, uh, there's a moral war, a right versus wrong war going on in East Africa and through the whole region, not just Uganda, they believe that they, um, their welfare, their health, will be benefited by Trump being in office and not by the current administration being to stay or hold office. And they have this common thing. You know, in fact, in Russia, there was a publication uh, just the other day uh, uh, for school books, and they put in the school books in Russia that. Uh, Trump won the election in 2020, but because of fraud, wow, it was stolen from him by the people that have taken office. 
they put that in their school books. That's the official teaching there in Russia for wow. the students. But America is a captured operation. Well, how long? You know, I started talking about it as a captured operation 30 years ago. That's awesome. And, you know, and I didn't get, it wasn't unique. I got that from the guys that, you know, went before me and explaining these things. I'm a message in a bottle. I do not want to dishonor those that went before that I learned so much from who saw this way earlier on and gave me the basis for being able to discuss some of these things the way I do now. There was brilliant men that I got to be around to understand these things from uh, the captured nature of, of the Republic right now. Wow, yeah, so that, that, that was awesome discussion. I really appreciate, I really appreciate that. Um, somebody said something about comments on the current Q countdown. Is it legitimate? I'm not even sure what the Q countdown is if you do yes. one. Yes. Huh? Remember, part of what has to happen, I, I had somebody that uh, asked me a question the other day, uh, and I don't even want to specifically note it, but, you know, we troll, and there's trolling operations out there that are uh, – taunting and teasing uh, the people that are about to get taken down and cause them to have to look over their shoulder. In fact, there was an incident uh, uh, yesterday morning that occurred that I think was just, that, that people will hear about eventually, uh, but was just the stress of knowing that the clock is ticking. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love that. <laughs> it wasn't the end, but it sure looked like it. And uh, uh, because of the stress, well, you know, um, they should be under stress. Some of these people are pure evil and uh, they should be second guessing their uh, situation, um, keeping them guessing. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, more power to them. So, uh, is it, you know, the end is near? Yeah, <laughs> actually it is. Uh, you know, the, the disclosures that are going to happen, um, literally, every, every day over the next 120 days are just epic. And we were just mapping out some of the uh, things from a court standpoint um, information releases, uh, statements like that, that that are in the pipeline. And uh, I think, you know, it's going to become harder and harder to accept that this current administration is in power. And I think the statement that will be the one that, let's say that uh, you and I were going to have a conversation three months from now. What would be the basis for that conversation i think it will be that there's a broad public understanding not just rhetoric not just um you know only in our community if you will this you know patriot enclave i think the broad public and even the across the world there will be almost a uh continuity of a, a breathed statement, a verbalized statement at the coffee shop, uh, at the car repair shop, um, over the phone to a family member, 
between desks in an office, that common conversation is going to be, we have two presidents. Kim Clement said that way before Trump was ever elected. We will have this common understanding. We have two presidents, one legitimate and one illegitimate. Um, You could say it in reverse, that Trump is somehow governing the public illegitimately because they they decided that they like him or something. So from the other side, they view Trump's presence in the public conversation as illegitimate. That's why they want to remove him from the voter rolls because there's an understanding that uh, right now uh, and, and coming up on a 2024 vote, Trump would win. So he's de facto operating as a president coming into power again and what he's going to do and he's telling you what he's going to do you know day one and blah 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 uh the other side of the coin is that the administration that's currently there got there through a uh, fraud through uh corrupt uh practices with the aid of um you know uh you know, people behind the scenes who have, uh, you know, globalista uh, interests. And so he's the illegitimate president. So the, the question that will be going through society that we will all be breathing is we have two presidents. Um, which one is the legitimate one? And by the way, the real fight still is the Electoral College. It still is January 6th. It's it is a fraudulent electoral college vote and that is the point of attack uh, it will continue to be the point of attack how is that because now multiple states that uh, there's broad consensus that the vote in those states was a fraudulent uh, Tennessee where there was the Tennessee error uh, multiple counties reporting uh on the 2020 election day that they thought their vote machines were hacked and weren't giving accurate uh, votes based on what the voters were voting when they came in. And they called local sheriffs, sheriffs called the FBI, the FBI got CISA involved, uh, cybersecurity, uh, over Homeland Security. And then Dominion got involved and determined that yes, there was something wrong. They didn't know what it was, but they made a fix after election day. And uh, the fix, this patch, was supposed to fix the problem. Okay, well, did it fix the problem on Election Day? And by the way, what about all the other counties that didn't call the sheriffs? When Dominion put the fix out, they only put the fix out for the counties where there was a complaint. I think there was five counties. What about the other counties that had the machines? Did they have the same error, but nobody called in? Nobody reported it? What about... uh, uh, the other counties across America. Did anybody else get the same patch? Were there other machines that had the problem? Uh, uh, That hasn't been addressed, still hasn't been addressed. What about Pennsylvania, where there was more voters voting in 68 counties, or in 58 counties out of the 67 counties in Pennsylvania? In 58 of the 67 counties, more people voted than there are voters on the voter rolls. How's that happen? 
How do you have more votes than you have voters on the voter rolls? And even in a perfect election, a presidential year election, uh, there's rarely more than 65% turnout of registered voters. So how do you get more voters turning out than there are registered voters in the county? It has to be fraud there. And then, because the fraud's 110, 115 plus percent more than even would normally occur with a 65% turnout. That means that you're almost at one-to-one. For every legitimate vote, there's a fake vote. There's an illegitimate vote. So how can Pennsylvania, how can its count be included in the Electoral College when you have more voters or votes than there were voters? has to be fraud there, same as Tennessee. Uh, Wisconsin, where the judge there in Wisconsin ruled a couple of months back that the drop boxes were illegal because they didn't uh, protect the rest of the voters voting because there was no way to trace if those ballots in the drop boxes were legitimate or not. There was no uh, chain of custody. So uh, Wisconsin, the Electoral College should be tossed out of the count for the whole country. See, that's what the challenge was that was going to happen on January 6th. Started with Alabama. Uh, They were gonna challenge whether the votes from Alabama should be included in the Electoral College, and then they were going to Arizona next. Well, each time the uh, House has to separate. The the, uh, Senate goes to their chambers, and the House uh, legislature, they each had to vote whether or not to include that Electoral College vote in the total vote count. When they dismissed the senators to go to their chambers, that's when the doors were opened on the congressional building. That's when the whole process was process was paused. 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 False flag. With military precision, think about this. How many of the people in this audience have considered this? What happened on election day? In the middle of the night, in multiple states, for different reasons, at the same time, the vote count was paused for several hours. This is going to come into play in the disclosures over the next weeks and months. When that pause occurred, there was calculations that had to be done in order to come back and switch the votes around in county by county across the country at critical locations because Trump won so big they had to do a recalculation stop the computers and restart and then they had the numbers to do the win by the way why was Hillary so shocked that she didn't win there was the same kind of manipulation it's the Trump won by such a huge margin that even the cheat hadn't counted. Pause. Fix everything. And then so the numbers they needed to get the uh, win high enough. Uh, we see this F uh, uh 
You're cutting out just a little bit, Juan. Are you there? And that's the telltale thing. So anyway, hey, I've got uh, I've got to uh, fly. I've got uh, uh, other meetings that I've got to get to yet today. I hope that gives your audience kind of a starting place for some thoughts and uh, you know at least a couple of little answers. Any any one last question? Then better fly. Okay. Yeah. Do you mind if we use it for a quick prayer for you? The, the extra time. Sure, where, I'd love to. Any, any, uh, let me say a prayer for the audience here. Mm-hmm. Father God, I, I know that there's so many that are stressed and concerned about the direction that things are taking. I pray that you would give each one an answer that's from you about their particular personal situation and an answer for the people around them that they will be sources of truth, insight, knowledge that you will give them their unique piece that they need to minister to friends family co-workers uh the world around them so that they can be agents of truth in this era as justice begins to break out across america the justice of stopping the saboteur stopping the dealers of uh death with drugs, with stolen votes, with uh, uh, stolen energy and money and, and life energy from, from the banks and things like that. Father God, I pray that you would give them each one a personal word that is that is inspired by you in their life that they can talk articulately and precisely in a moment where the whole country is at some point of disarray um, where untruths or uh, uh, confusion are being sown so that they can speak uh, into that uh, with clarity and purpose and direction as we move for America to come out of this crisis into a time of blessing, a time of truth, a time of purity and wholeness to restore America to its stature in you as this light or beacon to the world doing good and doing right uh get america back on its feet make america great again so that we can then go out not to be our brother's keeper but to be our brother's brother across the globe doing good in your name jesus amen amen do you have anything that we can pray for just real quickly that's a specific to you? Uh, you know, um, I am I am the beneficiary of a lot of beautiful, um, prayerful support in all the things that we're doing. You know, I had a, a critical call that we did uh, Tuesday involving a lot of uh, people on some of the legal stuff and, and all the stuff there. Um it's amazing how many beautiful godly people i get to interact with and uh, you know receive support from and i think i talked even with your audience possibly about like where there was a prophetic prayer prayed for me uh of protection at, at an event i did there in uh, uh florida a month or so back and then things happened a couple different things happened in a row 
including stuff going on right now. And it, it said I would be in a Faraday cage of protection. And I had the car that almost hit me. I had uh, mm. some other things that happened. I was like, wow, <laughs> it's kind of happened exactly the way it was prophetically stated. Um, so am I not needing it? No, there's probably more monsters uh, coming and, and things, but also beautiful things. Uh, something happened when I was in Uganda that was just completely unexpected. And I got to um, dive in to help in a very specific situation. And I, I took that as a blessing from God just to be in that moment, in that time, in that one place, to be able to extend a hand really from this and other audiences to give some assistance at a critical moment on a, on a critical ministry. And, and we'll talk about that maybe at some point. But, you know, uh, having wherewithal to minister at that critical place you know I, I was there on completely other business and at the last second something came up and it was like just a gift from god you know you when you awesome. have a chance to pour out of your cup a blessing it's an opportunity then for god to refill the cup mm -hmm. so that you can go do it again and and you know like a uh a pond, uh, the, the water gets stagnant after a while. If you have a good, healthy lake and there's a good flow of water in it, water stays fresh. The river, you know, that's where you go is the stream where it's active and and, and uh, flowing and getting aerated, and that's where you get the fresh water. So, you know, when you're in a channel of blessing, you get to be a channel of blessing. Uh, you get, you know, the fresh uh, best tasting uh, blessing of all and I and I felt that was what I got to be and I uh, that happens because we have a beautiful audience like we do and, and those prayers of support uh, allow me to be in those places doing those things uh, so I, I'm not being too specific because I can't but I'm trying to give you the, the nature of, of this to be able to pray with ministers or presidents of whole countries Mm -hmm. and to extend a prayer of blessing to them at critical moments, what more could you ask for to, to be able to do that with people that influence so many lives at such critical moment in, in you know, the world history? Uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a conduit of your audience's prayers and blessings because is, is that was that coming across the right way yeah i just love it i just, I just love that and, and so do you, so gus do you mind just lifting uh, one up real quick and me and uh, we just want to just to just send you away with a little bit more prayer if you don't mind <laughs> we'll just do it real quick love to i'd love to Abba father we thank you for one saving he has been a sound voice throughout this whole escapade everything that we've been going through these these last years Lord, he's, he's a, a voice of confidence. Lord, everything, basically all the information he provides to us, uh, he gives us the confidence that everything is tied to the plumb line of your word, Lord, because he not often but almost always references your word and the metaphors that are hidden, the mysteries of your word, that all those of us who currently have the Holy Spirit within us, our spirit bears witness with His, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the clarity that He has provided here on so many aspects, on the questions, great questions, 
and I thank you, uh, the folks that, that asked them so that we could get clarity on this. Because right now in this tender moment, the enemy is trying to cause division in any way, shape as he can. And I would say to the folks out there, don't fall for the schemes of the fowler to divide us. Where we go one, we go all. If we're going to right this ship, we have to be one. We have to be one in Christ. The parallels are there. The cycles are there. Just know the cycles. Know the word of God. Bless you, Juan. Bless you and Jennifer. I pray protections over you by the hand of God and the Holy Spirit and holy angels of God, Lord, that nothing, let nothing happen to this man uh, as we approach what looks like the finality of this thing. Uh, In the grand scheme of things, Lord, it may not happen tomorrow, but we know it's going to happen. We're leading into it. We need to push forward to the mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus. And uh, I just want to say thank you, Juan. God bless you, brother. Appreciate that. Thank you. Amen. I just want to wrap it up with you know. That. And by the way, you know, just just let me just say this one thing. You know, let me just say this one thing. Um, I did a show with uh, Delora um, O'Brien. Uh, O'Brien. O'Brien. You know, and the and the reason I I mentioned that it's worth going back and listening to that show if you haven't. Um, you know, people wonder about the effectiveness of prayer or. Uh, a prophetic word or something like that. I, the reason I did that show, uh, and it bears repeating again. So I was in Florida. I did the speaking thing. I flew in. Uh, other people had been there for a couple of days. Other speakers. I did the. Uh, I got to be the last one uh, Saturday night. I flew in, made it in just in time to do that. Then they stuck around for the next morning. Wanted to go to church. I had some meetings, you know, with various people, but made it for the last part of the church service. There at the, uh, um, uh, I can't think of the name of it, uh, um, uh, church, and uh, uh, excellent, excellent church. And so then some of the other speakers came up, uh, I think all of them, and wanted to lay hands on me and pray for me. And so they didn't know what was going on in the background, what would have been planned, what I was leaving for. And uh, one of them at the end said, uh, hey, I, I just want you to know I see a Faraday cage of protection around you. It's got golden bars and blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I'm, okay, great. I'm glad to hear that. It's wonderful. I, I don't get all touchy-feely on this stuff that much, but I, I accept it and I appreciate it and I thanked him for it and 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 the rest of the prophetic word. So two days later, um, uh, and I describe it in that thing, a car came within just a few feet of hitting me running an intersection yeah. and uh, I was walking through an intersection and uh, uh, it uh, I was in total right away and this little gold uh, SUV got in the way <laughs> was sacrificed flipped over and went down the street a couple hundred feet upside down and fortunately mm-hmm. nobody was seriously hurt in this thing it was quite a quite a big deal I mean the pictures are pretty dramatic and I helped the person out of the car, and this is a very busy location. So then, uh, and I thought, well, that was that was pretty interesting. As I was leaving from the accident site, uh, the police car where I'd given a report and like that, as I'm leaving to go into a restaurant right there that I was headed to, I looked down at my phone, and right there is Dolores uh, texting me. And she was texting me literally mm-hmm. in 
the moments after this had occurred, you know, you know, 15, 20 minutes later. Well, she says, I just, you know, she's her her text to me is like very urgent. Are you okay? Is everything all right? Uh, where are you? Uh, you know, uh, call me and let me know you're okay. I'm like, call you. You know, I don't talk to her that often. I, you know, we text each other maybe once every few weeks or something. Why is she texting me in this urgent way? So I call her right then. I says, you know, what's going on? You know, I'm I'm fine. How did you know there was something going on? She says I was at my computer. <coughs> she was finishing something that was urgent that she had to hurry up and get done. And while she's sitting at her desk, she had this urgent sensation, feeling, unction um, that she needed to pray for me. <laughs> and so she, it was so compelling that she spent the next 10 minutes praying for me. And then she sent me the text, call me, call me, let me know you're okay. Wow. You know, what's going on? You know, was everything all right? Now, it was right when this happened. How does, how could she have known that except for some divine intervention? And then, by the way, what if she hadn't stopped and prayed for me? What if she was the 10th person God gave an unction to and the other ones just ignored it and she was the next one on the list, right? Um, and then you know that the reason it was fun that I called her and the reason we did the show was to give her some feedback. There was something that happened. Your prayers yeah. were yeah. Uh, spurred by something in the spiritual that was real. She's never sent me a message like that, yeah. ever. <laughs> and it was right at the moment this all occurred. And then that prophecy and statement a couple of days earlier uh, started to make sense. And then there was other stuff, literally as I'm in the middle of something urgently important, you know, nation state level type stuff. Uh, uh, to the church in part, in Uganda, where there's this huge revival going on and aspects of what I was doing affect the situation for the people there. Uh, uh, and then other attacks happened to try and take me off point. Why that timing? Why that urgency? So prayer is valuable and it does change things. Uh, God, if, 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 her prayers weren't required or valuable at that instant, why would she have had that unction? People prayed for me a few days before. People all over the country praying here and there. You know what? Why did she have to jump in at that moment? And I think it was in part to emphasize the importance of prayer, especially at that instant, so that we could help reinforce that with people. The nation needs prayer. President Trump and the family will benefit by our prayers. Our neighbors, our friends, our relatives will benefit because we're praying for them. Prayer changes things. It gives God permission to act and operate in the world around us. God gave the earth and everything that's in it to Adam and his seed. God gave Adam authority over everything that creeps and crawls and moves upon the earth. God is not an Indian giver. When 
we were restored to lawful ownership. That which was stolen from them, from us by the one that kills, steals, and destroys. When our ownership was given back to us by the blood of Christ as Christians, when our authorities were restored to us by the blood of Christ and right relationship with God was restored to us because Christ took the penalty of sin on him and restored the right relationship with God, then our role as owners and the caretakers of this world uh, puts us in a position where God doesn't do the stuff unless we ask him to and give him permission to. And when Delora answered an unction, an urging in the spirit in a way that can't be understood precisely or articulated well with words, I'm not doing a great job of it, something that was real was triggered in exactly the window where something was about to happen and happened that was going to, had the potential to take me out of the game, mm -hmm. out of work that I was going to do in the days and weeks following that was critical on the other side of the globe and the devil didn't want me there and her prayers somehow were important enough in the in the divine world in the way that things work that she had to give it that extra punch of authorship she was there when they all prayed for me at the church you see what I'm saying? So when, when you guys stop at the end of a show to want to say a prayer, I do not take it lightly, and I do value it. I appreciate every one of you, and I want you to know how important it is, and it does have impact, and I, and I am sensitive to it because I do not want to miss opportunities to minister or be available for critical things, and your prayers have helped to allow me to be there to do that. It's a team effort, and I value all of you for being there and assisting me and even wanting to, to say that prayer, not just for me, but all the other people that you do it on every show with over and over and over because prayer changes things. Amen. Thank you so much for that. Somebody, several people were commenting how touching that was. I did, I did want to make sure that people knew that if they still wanted to go get some merchandise from Jennifer Mac, the Jennifer Mac uh, <laughs> dot com, right? No, but yeah, the, I, I even have to uh, you know, the Jennifer. You're the Jennifer, not just any Jennifer. She's yeah. my Jennifer, the Jennifer. Yeah, yeah, the Jennifer Mac dot com. Actually, the the uh, 2023 coins i think it's a statement out into the future that you were an early adopter you saw the future uh trump on the return and uh the megador coin that's fantastic all the megador stuff is just uh, a blast and uh we'll sell the 2023 right up to the end of the year um and uh there's only a limited number uh, we won't mint them after the end of 2023. Uh, what orders are there by the end of the year, then that's it. We'll switch into 2024. They'll still be out there, but they'll be 2024. And as these types of things go, the 2023 is a little bit different, a little more unique in its own way. 
uh, I think it'll be fun for the early adopters. And uh, 2024 will be great too, but uh, uh, you know, getting those orders in before the end of the year, that's a lot of fun. And there's other stuff. And, and uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's uh, makes a statement. So, um, you know, leave it at that. You want to order it, it's there, Gumroad, uh, all patriots, uh, gumroad.com or whatever is the other place you can get it. But uh, Jen's store is simple and, and she has them in stock right now. We, we had to wait on supply for a bit, but we've got them in stock to send them out right away. And then uh, that'll be done here uh, on the 31st, end of the year, and then no more of the 2023 uh that we'll be selling uh I, I, we're going to hold back a certain amount for other stuff into next year for some special stuff but it won't be uh that we're you know uh minting anymore that that'll be done so there you go awesome, i got awesome. mine encourage everybody yeah. <laughs> 23 runs is, it, is it actually as cool as i say it is that is a really well done uh, I haven't ours is yet, but I got them on order, so they're coming. Oh, good. I'm oh, good. For 2023, so I get the 2023 coins, you know. Yep. Well, you got a couple days left. Anybody that didn't get them right now, so uh, right up to the end of the year, we'll we'll do it. But at the end of the 31st, when that clock ticks uh, first, it's it's over with there. So. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Let me just want to say one quick last prayer. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, so much for Juan. Yeah. And again, I just agree with the. Uh, with, with Gus's prayers as well, Lord, just bring that protection to him, but not just protection on him, his family, his extended family, but also just huge blessings, Lord. And as I always want to pray for Juan, I just pray for the Holy Spirit to come over he and Jennifer, uh, that from Acts 3, uh, 19, that talks about the times of refreshing. I just pray for the times of refreshing to come across him. He has a great night's sleep, and he wakes up with the joy of the Lord tomorrow, and you just put him back into this battle, Lord, with a refreshed spirit. We love you, Lord. And by the way, we just use that authority of Christ in the name above all names and the blood that he shed for us but that power of his blood and the power of his name we call down and bind the rules and authorities of powers that are trying to take him off his course and we call in and loose the angels of all rankings and divisions to keep his path straight Lord thank you for him thank you for all the patriots fighting this battle we love you Lord and we say these things in the name of Jesus Amen we appreciate you Juan Hey, appreciate all of you guys in the audience there and uh, look forward to the next path, the uh, next chance to cross your path. Right. If, uh, if everybody backstage went mind unmuting and say, saying goodbye to Juan and thank you. Thank you, Juan. We love you, brother. Thank you so much. Bye. God bless. Shalom. God bless. Bye-bye. Be safe. Great man of God. Wow. Amen. God bless. God bless. Thank you. Please go with you, Juan. Beautiful. Thanks, folks. God bless you. God bless you guys. Joy of the Lord is your strength. Mm. Amen. Amen. Isn't that awesome, guys? I wanted to, by since there's a lot of people on right now, uh, one thing that we do on Mondays and Thursdays is called a praise and prayer. I want to give you kind of a preview of that. And uh, there's a beautiful couple of songs here that uh, we, we, we play like, we have like 40 different songs. I want to give you kind of a taste of that right now. Here's an example, just a, just a beautiful song called Shout to the Lord as an example, right? Um, and we take each of these songs and we, we, we actually put a verse to it. And you'll see these verses while the song's going. A beautiful video is going to be playing as well with the, with the, with the lyrics. 
we uh, so praise praising the Lord right now I think it's vital and uh, so then like this song talks about shout to the Lord all the earth let us sing and Psalm 47 1 says clap your hands all the people shout to God with loud songs of joy Another lyric in the song says, Mountains bow down and the seas will roar to the sound of your name. And Psalm 66, 4 says, All the earth worship you and sing praises to you. They sing praises to your name. It looks like I've got double music going on here. Let me, as I was praying background music for the uh, song, let me turn that off real quick. There we go. The third part of the song says, My comfort, my shelter. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I missed a, I missed the Philippians 2.10 verse over there. It says, So that in the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. <laughs> and then in a tower of refuge of strength, that's our Lord. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. That's Psalm 61, 2 and 3. And let's just worship him a little bit right now. Love to have uh, you guys backstage and worship with me as well. Um, you can join. I guess go to the backstage tab on blessedteach.com. My Savior, Lord, there is no like you. I'm just going to do a little bit of a mutant.
I'm just going to do one more song before we go backstage for our Bible study. Um, we do that every Wednesday night, so join us. We'd love to have you um, back there as well. And um, this song, it's about one of, one of my favorites when it comes to just, uh, just getting you the energy of understanding the power of the Lord, right? That's about, this is the sound of the dry bones rattling right out of Ezekiel 37, where it says, I prophesied. There was a sound, and behold, a rattling of the bones came together, boneless bone, and eventually they became a damning army. It's a flesh king back on them, and they breathed life into him, right? The second part of the song is praise, make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out, I'm going to live again. It's like Lazarus in John 11, 44, it says the man who died came out. Jesus said to them, unbind him, let him go. The song also talks about resurrection power. There's another miracle in this room. We've seen so many miracles by praying for people. It's amazing. I missed one in the last episode of Charge, and they gave a praise report, and I missed it. But uh, this is, says, and they were talking about these things. Jesus himself stood, stood among them. He said to them, peace be to you as the resurrected Christ. Can you imagine that? And this also talks about Pentecostal fire, stirring something new. You're not going to run out of miracles anytime soon. Just like in Acts, it says when the day of Pentecost arrived, suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind and divided tongues of fire rested on each one of them. Woo! That's what's going to be happening now, guys. It's going to be amazing. said to me, prophesy of these bones, and say to them, O oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord.
you've been healed. 1 Peter 2.24. my salvation, my stronghold. That's who he is of Psalms 18. All right. Hey, I wanted to say thank you guys for joining us uh, for this uh, broadcast. Again, we do news Monday through Thursday at 5 o'clock CST each day. And then we um, usually have guests on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And then on Mondays and Thursdays, we do this praise and prayer. And then we do word worship with uh, this beautiful video and music as well on Friday and Sunday morning. So join us for word and worship and praise and prayer, as well as guests um, uh, six days a week here on the Blessed Teach channel. And uh, again, make sure you subscribe to this channel here on um, Blessed Teach, as well as um, put the thumbs up and share this. It's the only way we get these uh, words across, right? We're going to move to Bible study now. And so uh, uh, somebody was trying to say something backstage. Is there something... I don't think I have the sound settings to where you, they'll be able to hear you guys. I've changed them on, on me for, 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 for so I could hear the podcast without having to have uh, my uh, earphones in. But we're going to go to, we're going to go to, um, well, let me just flip the sound settings real quick so you guys can say goodbye to. Um, what an exciting time though. This is a time not to give up guys. We are, we're, we, the, the God's going to show up and show off as many prophets are talking about. We, we report on a lot of prophetic words here as well. 
as part of the broadcast, pulling prophecy together with uh, news and insights that we're getting, um, all, all the past drops and, and, and knowledge we have from that, as, as well as um, having guest input in all to kind of make sure that you guys get a biblical-based, um, godly uh, truth, right, about when and the way to keep it, keep your your uh, you know in, in peace as you as we go through this battle because um, that's what we need to be doing is having that peace that transcends all our standing as the world is shaken and God's shaken going to shake everything that can't be shaken so this is the time to actually enjoy that um, enjoy um, this change this best is yet to come it's going to be rough it's going to be rocky um, but as long as you're close to God uh, things backstage and saying goodbye goodbye Rick and all yes bye God bless thank you thank you for a wonderful show yeah shalom shalom one and all shalom right, going backstage for Bible study yeah. bye buddy. yeah God bless Mm-hmm. <clears throat>